Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Toastgivers Podcast. My name is Sybil. Today, I'm joined by Billy Boy. Hey, say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are we doing? Very well, mate. Very well. I tell you what, that game last night, it was... <laughs> do you know what? It, it looked as if it was going to go... <laughs> A certain direction. It was nearly there. Yeah, mate. Yeah. A little tease, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, for for those, I'd imagine most people, I mean, there there might have been people that didn't watch that game last night, basically just basing it off of sort of, it might might just be a sort of Liverpool play a really slow paced game. They might do a wee bit of rotation and and Villarreal will have an okay go at it, man. I don't think anybody expected Villarreal to come out the way they did in that first half. Not at all, no. It was. Um, it really took me by surprise because I was, I was sort of expecting them to play a, a similar kind of way to how they did in the first leg. Obviously, they had to come out and attack, being two goals down and that. But I thought they would just kind of take the pressure of that Liverpool attack and then counter-attack when they could, um, which is the complete polar opposite to what happened. <laughs> I thought that their press and the way that they, the way that they attacked Liverpool was just fantastic, forcing non-error-prone players into into errors constantly. I mean, Thiago and Cater had a, had an appalling first half. Uh, Cater in particular, really. Yeah, and, um, he would redeem himself in the second half, but I think he did have a particularly yeah. poor... I think all, all Liverpool players were extremely poor in the mm. first half. Um, but no, no, Cater maybe a bit of a standout for me. And they, yeah. and they. <laughs> I think one, one thing that I found interesting though is ev, ev, it seemed like everyone was thinking that Cater for Henderson is the substitute that needs to be made in the in the, at half time for the second half. But the fact Jurgen Klopp just said, 
hang on, no, we need to change change it up a little bit up front. Luis Diaz is coming on, then we can attack Juan uh, Juan Foyth. And is that's that's the kind of thing that makes him the elite level manager that he is. Every everyone can sit at home and say, well, this player is not good enough. This player is not good enough. But for Jurgen Klopp to go, hang on, that's not that's not the problem. This is what it is, and we're changing it up, doing this way. And it, it, I mean, it reaped the rewards in the second half, didn't it? Mate, that's why he's a manager. Yeah, I, I was actually one of those saying. people. <laughs> that, that, I was totally one of these people because I thought half time for Henderson was the, the the way to go. That's what was in my head. When I seen it was Jota for Diaz, I thought, well, I mean, it's not as if I, tr- I, I, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? And then, yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I would even argue that the Villarreal was still pretty good in the early stages of the, the second mm. half. I still think Villarreal come out. I think that might have been the message for Unai Emery that, that, he should have, I'd imagine, to put across in his in his dressing room that it's not job done yet. You know, there's still yeah. a lot of work to be done in this match, and and Villarreal did come out um, in the second half, and and I don't think they dropped off immediately. Anything like that. for me, mm-hmm. actually, Villarreal were very, very, very good until the goal. You know, yeah. um, so and, and goals change games, and then when that gap comes to one, you know, and you kind of get to see if, if, well. We looked better with Diaz, but as soon as that goal came, I think there was it just Liverpool took it up a level and Villarreal yeah. kind of lost a little bit of confidence. The thing is, as, as soon as you got that goal as well, Villarreal then had to come out and attack again like they did in the first half. Sorry, well in the first half. But you also had that out ball of Luis Diaz against Juan Foyth. And I thought in that second half in particular, Foyth had a... He, re- he really, really struggled. Um and I mean, credit to Luis Diaz because what a player you've got on your hands there! What um, a signing, mate! What a season-changing yeah, signing, mate! Absolutely season-changing. I mean, you you look at that, you look at that front three of what was it was it was the it was the certain front three, wasn't it? Of uh, Mane, Salah, and Jota, and all of a sudden you've got well, is is Mane good enough to to get a start over Diaz? Is is Jota good enough to get a start over Diaz? I mean, Salah, Salah, obviously, but all of a sudden you've got this, you've got this other one in the mix, along with Bobby Firmino as well. It was the You're one constant, thing that Liverpool rotating. were missing, mate. It was one thing that Liverpool were missing was that little bit of depth up, up front mm. that other teams had that Liverpool didn't. And even before Jota came, you know, when it was really, really just, you know, a Shaqiri and an Origi coming in, which is obviously yeah. not a even even on Origi's best day that Liverpool transcended an Origi type style of play uh, uh, quite a while ago you know three three, mm. three years ago Liverpool maybe changed to a certain style of football that, that didn't necessarily suit Devil Carigi Jordan Shakiri obviously considered himself a top player and he wanted to go and get more minutes fair play I mean, he did a lot for the club and stuff like that but the Jota and Diaz they're a different kind of rotation it's, it's a rotation that you don't feel like you're necessarily losing anything by rotating no. and that's that's the key gaining aspect. something arguably yeah Getting something, you're getting like Jota. He's very, very good in there. He's a fantastic finisher. You know, granted, he missed a few chances, but he he puts himself into goal scoring positions quite often. You know, you get the pace of Diaz. I'd argue like Diaz might be a more pacey threat than Sadio Mane, mm-hmm. which is I'm not saying Sadio Mane is not a pacey threat, but Diaz just seems to be in a different kind of gear right now. The way he runs at players and put, I think that, puts that's the, the back that's foot. the thing with Diaz. It's it's the direct running that he offers, and he's so tricky with it as well that he can go either way on his right foot or his left foot. 
And it's it's similar to when Jack Grealish was on the ball when he was with Villa. Defenders were just scared of him. And that's I just feel that Luis Diaz radiates that that energy. It's one of them. You get near him, they get near him, it's a foul. If you don't yeah. get near him, he's gone by you. It's kind of like, oh, Chris can't win with this player. And there's <laughs> these types of... Salah's that type of player as well. You know, defenders mm. just hate defending against them. But I think a ton of credit needs to go to Villarreal. Yeah, obviously Liverpool Absolutely. did do the business. They did do the business. They went on to obviously win the game, come back for a 2-0 deficit. Just goes to show how good they are. It's not as if they just got one back and seen the game out. I think it was important they went on in that second half and said, no, this is what we're about. I think that first half of football is, in my head, and it might be a bit of recency bias, it probably is a little bit of recency bias, but in my head it's the uh, it's the worst half of football Liverpool, excuse me, Liverpool have yeah. played this season. I, th- I think I'd have to agree with you because I've, be- I've been watching Liverpool a lot as well, as you know, um, and I would have to agree. There's n- no team has put Liverpool under that, that kind of pressure, whether it be in the league or any of the cups, and you can include Man City in that as well. They had, they didn't play very well in that first half against uh, against Man City at the Etihad, but what Villarreal did to them was just, it was just completely different. And like you say, the pressure that they put Liverpool under was it it it. it I'm just speechless, really, because you you just don't, you just can't it. It's weird. It is it's such a strange one because teams just don't do that to Liverpool. It's such an out of out of the ordinary thing. It, it just doesn't happen. I think we need to go and talk about and I feel a lot to do about this because this guy has had an absolute nightmare, you know. And I think there's gonna be enough people piling on. Obviously the Via Real keeper, um, really, is uh, he's had a he's had a shocker, the poor lad. He's uh I think it's his error. He's, I mean, all three goals. I think he should argue. He should mm-hmm. argue that a, a keeper that's playing in a Champions League semi final, he should argue that, that he doesn't get beat so easily by those. Yeah. I mean, I think the Fabinho one's savable. I think the first one, obviously, the two errors leading to goals, you know, that comes in a, a four out of 10 mm-hmm. performance on even just on a pure statistics um, basis. It's, uh, it's a difficult one. I put it in. I put it in a group chat. I said, "This is this is a akin as bad as a Carius, yeah, uh, performance." And I hope he doesn't go the way of Carius, where he's just never ever gets his confidence. Mm. confidence. But I don't I think, think this will be. I don't think that'll be the case for the young guy. But uh, uh, he must. Uh, he must be gutted. He must be really, really gutted. Yeah, it's it's a test of character now for him, and it's how he he comes back from from that performance and like you say the the goals were such avoidable goals for and for a goalkeeper of his caliber normally and to to be in a champions league semi final you just can't make mistakes like that like the third goal for mane I mean, what is it? What is he doing? I just don't know what what he's trying to do. And if he takes Mane out there, he's got himself a red card anyway. It's like, it's like he's um, trying to redeem himself for the for the earlier yeah. mistakes, isn't it? He's trying to like he just he's just digging himself a hole and that he can't get out of. So yeah, it's it, it's going to be a tough one for him. I'm sure he'll get over it. And obviously, we hope he, his career doesn't go the same way that Carriers is. I don't think it will, mate. It's not um, as high profile. It won't get as much media no. attention because it was the semis and it wasn't the final. And also, um, in that final, Liverpool were underdogs against mm. Real Madrid, but they weren't the same level of underdog as Villarreal against this Liverpool no. side. Obviously, no one really expected Villarreal to, to put 
I don't think anybody was calling it that Villarreal would, would be in with a shout and make up a 2-0 deficit and, ha- and be up a, be up a 2-0 against Liverpool in the, in, the, in the first half. I don't think anybody really seen that coming, but... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. You know, if I... I mean, it's... From a Liverpool point of view, it's it's fortunate, you know, because I do sort of... I really do think the uh, Villarreal were still very much in the game until the goal in the second half. I don't think it's they came out the second half and it was it was all Liverpool. I don't think that's the way it yeah. happened. Uh, for me, there was a good sort of literally until the goal was when the tables flipped. Yeah, absolutely, and it was it was like I was saying. Um, as as soon as you got that first goal, and Villarreal then had to come out and attack, and there was more space for Liverpool to to play their football and. You you can't do that against Liverpool. That first half was a it was a one off, and that second half, although it was more even, I think Liverpool just dominated the way that Liverpool dominate games, and they just played their football and they they played it around Villarreal. And um, it's it's a shame for Villarreal. Um, I'm not complaining personally. <laughs> I think <laughs> Liverpool are the only real competitors um, for Man City if they, yeah, if they obviously yeah, get through. Yeah, the two today, best teams so. in the world. Two best teams in the world. Hands down. They so. should be the finals. If the, if the Champions League is the test of to, to determine who is the, the best team in the world, it should yeah. be Liverpool and City in this final. Yeah, I completely agree. So, I mean, all, all credit to Villarreal. They did a fantastic job on the night, but it just wasn't meant to be for them as well. Before we move on, we're going to we're going to go ahead and preview uh, Man City and, and Real Madrid, and we'll find out tomorrow's episode just how wrong we were again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what I was thinking? I, I thought it was cursed because I, I came out and I said, just barring any sort of travesties, Liverpool should get through the second leg fairly straightforwardly. And uh, I just I was thinking with the, with the second goal, and I just think everything I say is cursed because <laughs> the opposite. Just to, I, I get a few things right, man, but like that, I was really feeling. I was like, "Is yeah, it just? Is it me? Is it? Is it <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in the simulation, but like, is it just the opposite of whatever I say is going to happen?" <laughs> I feel like that a lot as well. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but, but before we but before we move on to that preview, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Unai Emery because he's an underrated manager for me. I mean, he's. Mm. I mean, I thought he did an all right job recently when he first got in at Arsenal, and then he was just on this like steady decline. The Mesut Ozil saga was just mm. a, a, a stick that he was just continually beaten with. I think he got a bit snapped with it. I think the squad was snapped with it. There was a lot of unhappy faces in that squad that a lot of them have now moved on. Uh, and, and obviously, I'm not I'm not going to guess the, the job Arteta's done because uh, it's going to if you 
show that you back a manager and actually give them the time you can go ahead and I'm quite impressed I'm honestly quite impressed with the job Arteta's done but do you think given other circumstances that Unai Emery if he was given longer could have done a better job at Arsenal? Uh, a better job than what Ozil's what done, that Ozil's done, than what, he, than what Arteta did. Does he turn it, does it, turn it around? I was trying to what say. I, mean. um, I, th- I think he could have done. Um, I do think he could have done. However, I think at, at the time, it's like you say, there were a lot of unhappy faces and I think uh, that played a big part in the the not really being able to churn out results. If 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 players don't want to play for the manager, then they won't play for the manager at the they end. Certainly, on at that time, and and so that's that's kind of what I think put the nail in the coffin. Really, if I'm sure if if Arsenal had players that were that, um, that believed in Unai Emery's theory and were willing to play for him, then it would have been a completely different story. But I think at the time with the Ozil saga and everything that was happening around Arsenal. Like you say, it was a it was a decline which they're now on the up from. Um, but I just I think it was just a bit too too much for him at the time with those with those players that just they just did what they wanted to. They they weren't listening to anyone. It it was their egos more than anything. And we're in charge of this club. You don't tell us what to do. Kind of yeah. philosophy, which Arteta, massive credit to him as, as stamped out. Kind of, Stamped out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I, I, I tend to agree with you, mate. I think it was wrong wrong timing for Nuna for Emery. I think they're both Arsenal in a different stair, maybe where they, after where they are now. And let's say Arteta hypothetically moved on for whatever reason. I think he would actually be a decent manager <laughs> to come into that squad that they've got right now. I think he would actually sit that mm. squad. Uh, but I think I, I would love to see him again in the Premier League. I'd love to see him get another crack at it. Uh, I think it will uh, definitely happen at some point. Yeah, I think, you know, even in, I mean, I think other leagues will be looking at him now and really taking mm-hmm. him seriously. This is a big, this is a big, still a big achievement on his CV. There's, there's Definitely. nothing to say that on paper this team should have been anywhere near uh, a <laughs> semi-final. They got some good players right enough and they did a fantastic job in the Europa League, but um, this is, uh, they, were, they were against different gravy um, on, this, on this day. But honestly, I'd like to see him again in the Premier League, like a top 10 mm. job and just to see what he does. Yeah, I think it will happen, to be honest with you. When, we don't know, obviously. But yeah, I think cer- certainly soon, soon enough, it will happen. <laughs> right, shall we preview the um, the, the, the City-Real Madrid game? Oh, um, so I'm just... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a full-strength lineup. I want to say, for City, although yeah. I'm not really massively sure what that, that means these days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bernardo Silva, Rodri and De Bruyne, I think, if you were to pick, that'd be, if I was to I'm pick, the, the, uh, Foden on the, on the sort of, he's going to play in it, I think they're left, yeah, uh, Jesus, but, like, mm-hmm. but I think if you were to pick a, a free in midfield at City, that would be, uh, I would say, the strongest free in midfield, yeah. and, and the front three of, of Foden, Jesus uh, and Mares as well, very, very strong. Uh, Diaz, Laporte, Walker, Cancelo. I think that Cancelo and Walker coming in for me are, are big. It's pretty big as well. Massive. So obviously, this he, Pep is he's not he's not trying anything crazy. I don't think he's got you know mm. unless we see a De Bruyne through the <laughs> middle and, and Jesus in the midfield or something like that. You know, it's I think I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. I let be honest. Um, 
but I'm just looking at <laughs> I'm just looking at the Real Madrid team. Obviously, it looks like Casemiro, Modric, and Cruz in the mm-hmm. midfield, so they they can be dominated the way they were at the end. They had, I mean, that although it was a very very entertaining game, I mean, the midfield battle was certainly <laughs> an easy yeah. one for City on that day. <laughs> uh, but we got. I think Casemiro adds a lot to that. To be honest, yeah, I think I it does think as well. He, was, yeah. he wasn't in there in the first leg, was he? So he's a he's a harder boy than, than Cruz yeah. and Modric. He's just he's different stuff. He's you know, I mean, he's a hard tackle on Kevin De Bruyne. Or yeah, something like that. It'll you know, be, uh, yeah. Right, this it won't I'm be. Here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Come and attack me. Do it again. I tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think uh, Benzema obviously through the through the middle. I'm just looking at his average rating that he's averaging uh, right now. In Europe, it's eight point thirteen, which is insane, man. <laughs> He's having a crazy season. And I think when you've got him, you're in mere chance. Vinicius Juno obviously having a very, very strong season as well. Uh, a lot of people um upset that, that Vinicius Junior doesn't quite get the, the press that Foden does. I would say that's only because, if you think that, it's probably because you live in England or... Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. As I see probably more about Scottish football than anybody that does. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a, you're not going to see the same amount of press as on Vinicius Junior because you don't live in Spain. Billy, you live in Spain. I'd imagine he's talked about quite a lot. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> there he's, you go. he's a massive talent. He's a massive talent that is spoken about in very high regard. Yeah. It's, 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 you don't, you're not going to see him every week in the, in the, if you're watching Bailey. Premier League media stuff, so that that is probably the reason why. There's no need to bitching more about it on Twitter, <laughs> as you saw do. Um, <laughs> should we do a, should, let's do a, let's do a predictions, Billy Boy? They'll be oh. wrong. They will be wrong. Let's just put that out there. They will be wrong. Um, I want to say the opposite of what I want to happen because... Yeah. I'm hoping that will like. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing now you said that. <laughs> and I'm going to say are going to go with us on this one now. Aren't yeah, they? hopefully, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go and say that uh, that City will be too much for for Real Madrid over two legs. Just just to be different, just to be different, I'm going to say that City get through. Uh, that <laughs> that Real Madrid get through. Sorry, that Real Madrid get through. Yeah, yeah. That Real Madrid um, get through. Karim Benzema. He's gonna he's gonna do a little dink again from the penalty. The season spot. he's half the season he's having, he's like destined to be in that final. Mm-hmm. The season he's having, but oh, because I want sure, that yeah. to happen, it will not. It will, well, absolutely <laughs> one not. Thing, one thing that's gonna be interesting, and I pointed it out in the first leg, was the Vinicius Junior against John Stones slash for uh for Nandinho. Um I think with Kyle Walker back, while he does have that electric pace. He is also just back from injury, Carrying a wee so bit that's going to be a uh, it's going to be a matchup to to watch out for. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game, and I think that matchup will be just as good. Hmm. I think so too. I think so too. Right, Billy Boy, we will be back tomorrow uh, to to review this game and to look forward to the Europa League, obviously on Thursday as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until then, cheer bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.